0: All right, Buffalo Bills fans, welcome to another episode of Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. Anthony Marino, happy to be here with you once again, talking everything Buffalo Bills. And here we are just two weeks out from the official start of NFL Free Agency. Still plenty of questions out there on what could happen for the Buffalo Bills. Obviously, at the time you're listening to this, you know already J.J. Watt decided to sign with the Arizona Cardinals instead of the Buffalo Bills. So what could have been that first domino for Brandon Bean and his staff this offseason does not fall. It'll be interesting to see what they decide to do in the start of free agency. And of course, what they start to do with some of their own free agents, we're assuming that Matt Milano is going to test the waters and could very well be done in Buffalo. Darrell Williams and John Feliciano still left out there pending as free agents And we'll have to see what happens with other players like Tywan Jones, Andre Roberts, Levi Wallace, and Ike Butker, and Corey Bohorquez, those three guys, all restricted free agents, and what the team will do to free up some space, right, to make any additions, to re-sign anyone um, with this entire cap space situation that still kind of boggles my mind that NFL owners can't figure this out or put up the money themselves as these multi-multi-billionaires. But that is a conversation for another day. And this really, today, I'm thinking about doing a live mock draft with all of you. I shouldn't say I'm thinking about it because we're doing it right now. Um, and I say that probably doing a three-round mock draft because I'm trying to look at things more from the talent that is out there, from a best player available standpoint, and players that would be a fit for the Buffalo Bills. Now, I get it. We can look at things and say, well, if Matt Milano doesn't come back, there's a hole at linebacker. Or if Daryl Williams doesn't come back and John Feliciano, what are we doing along the offensive line? Or what about this? Or what about that? And, and there are plenty of whatabouts that are, that are out there. Um, as we do go through with this exercise, though, I want to try and focus on the best player available and the best fit. And really, the motivation for this came from Tyler Dunn's latest podcast, golongtd.com. If you are not checking out his work, his podcast, I highly recommend it. It is just uh, he and Jim Monos do a podcast two or three times a week. They have had some great guests, um, including Eric Wood, which was a must listen. Um, they have had Ryan Leaf on the podcast with them, Dante Whitner, um, many others, right? And just really giving a very open and honest look. Um, none of that is a surprise coming from Tyler and the work that he has done. Jim Monos, man, he he just brings it each and every episode, and he will talk about what things were like at the Combine. He talks about past trades the Bills were looking at. I, just when I say, just trust me, go listen to the podcast. But where I'm going with this is something Jim said in talking to Bills fans and talking about the Buffalo Bills when he said, You've figured out the most important part with the quarterback. He's like, nothing else, you know, not that nothing else matters, right? But once you've figured out the quarterback, everything else that you can do can truly fit in and lead your team to being successful. And I was thinking about that for a bit around the Green Bay Packers, right? The Green Bay Packers have had their ups and downs around the draft, and we certainly saw that last year. This is a team that was one game away from going to the Super Bowl, like the Bills. Their first round pick was taken on a backup quarterback in Jordan Love, and then they took A.J. Dillon, a seldom used running back, in the second round. There were certainly players that could have made an immediate impact for the Packers, and here they are, right, going to the NFC Championship game one game away from the Super Bowl because they've got Aaron Rodgers. They've got the quarterback position figured out. And you look at similar teams, right? You can talk about the Patriots in the past. You know, they had Tom Brady. Bill Belichick was not great at drafting. He was not great in free agency. Guys weren't necessarily lining up to go play in New England. But it worked because of the quarterback. And you can say the same thing about the New Orleans Saints. Some questionable moves in the draft that they've made. And certainly with the Seattle Seahawks, which is finally catching up with them a little bit, around those Russell Wilson trade rumors. So with this mock draft, it's more around the lines of who are the guys that make the most sense for the bills, plain and simple. Now, let me run through real quick who has been taken before this, and I'm using the draftnetwork.com, their mock draft machine. I talk about it all the time. (laughs) I love it. Honestly, sometimes it's just like you're traveling, you're waiting to pick up the kids. You know, I'm, I'm standing there waiting to maybe uh, pick up some takeout food or something along those lines, and I fire up the mock draft machine, and it's always a lot of fun. So here are the guys that have gone before, and I'll run through this with you just for the first round. When we get to the second and third round, I'll just give a little bit more of a recap. Going number one was Trevor Lawrence, quarterback, Clemson to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Zach Wilson, the quarterback from BYU, went to the Jets at number two. At number three, the Dolphins, Penny Sewell, top ranked offensive tackle out of Oregon. At number four was Justin Fields, the quarterback from Ohio State going to the Falcons. The Bengals added Kyle Pitts, the tight end slash wide receiver from Florida. At number six, Jamar Chase, wide receiver from LSU, going to the Eagles. Jalen Waddell, wide receiver, Alabama, number seven to the Lions. At number 8, the Carolina Panthers took Caleb Farley, cornerback from Virginia Tech. Trey Lance, the quarterback from North Dakota State, went to the Broncos at number 9. Patrick Surtain, the cornerback from Alabama, went number 10 to the Cowboys. At 11, the New York Giants took Micah Parsons, the linebacker from Penn State. At 12, it was Quitty Pay, the edge defender from Michigan to the 49ers. At number 13, the Chargers took Rashawn Slater, offensive tackle from Northwestern. Uh, Another OT, Samuel Cosme from Texas, went number 14 to the Vikings. Uh, At 15, the linebacker from Notre Dame going to the Patriots, Jeremiah Owusa koromoa I know he is a favorite of many Bills fans. I would be shocked if he were to get to pick 30. Um, At 16, the Cardinals, Najee Harris, running back from Alabama. At number 17, USC Interior offensive lineman, Elijah Vera Tucker, going to the the Las Vegas Raiders. I almost said Los Angeles, and I had to catch myself. And then I almost said Oakland. So uh, I'll stumble through that more than I need to each and every time. At 18, the Miami Dolphins, Travis Etienne, running back from Clemson, single tear, rolling down my face. At number 19, falling like a stone, Devonta Smith, wide receiver, Alabama, to the Washington Redskins. That's a bit surprising. At number 20, Christian Darisaw, offensive tackle, Virginia Tech, to the Chicago Bears. At number 21, Rashad Bateman, wide receiver from Minnesota, going to the Colts, likely replacing T.Y. Hilton, who it sounds like will become a free agent based on some of his recent social media posts. Um, At number 22, J.C. Horn, cornerback, South Carolina, to the Tennessee Titans. At 23, the Jets take Jalen Phillips, edge defender from Miami. At 24, the Steelers, Tevin Jenkins, offensive tackle, Oklahoma State. 25, the Jaguars back on the clock. Jalen Mayfield, offensive tackle from Michigan. At 26, the Browns take a guy that I really like, Aziz Ojalari edge defender from Georgia. At 27, you've got the Ravens, Terrace Marshall Jr., wide receiver from LSU. At number 28, it was Gregory Rousseau, edge defender from Miami to the Saints. And at number 29, Christian Barmore, interior defensive lineman from Alabama, to the Green Bay Packers. So here the Bills are on the clock. I'm not doing any trades this time with the simulator. That can always be a lot of fun, but for the sake of this conversation, I'm just going to keep things straight up with the Bills' first three draft picks that they have. So here are the top players on the board, and I'm going to take a a little bit of a look here. Mac Jones, the cornerback from Alabama, still on the board, obviously not— uh, an option for the Bills. I'm surprised that he did not go in this simulation yet, getting past a team like Washington at 19, or even the Chicago Bears, but not an option for Buffalo as that position is all set. Now we can look at a couple of different pieces. Two linebackers fall next on the board. You've got Nick Bolton, the linebacker from Missouri, and Zaven Collins out of Tulsa. Um, two guys that could certainly be good options uh, when you talk about replacing Matt Milano in some way, shape, or form, right? I mean, guys bring a little bit of a different skill set. In the past, I've talked with Joe Marino, and he would say that Zayvon Collins is even a little bit more in that Lorenzo Alexander hybrid type of mold. He can line up at defensive end. You could even throw him inside on pass rushing situations, Um, can be an effective linebacker, someone that I know Bills fans have liked. If the Bills are looking to add an offensive weapon, Um, There are two guys that stand out. Kadarius Toney, the wide receiver from Florida, uh, is still there, as is Javante Williams, the running back from North Carolina. Uh, A lot of buzz around Williams right now as a running back, saying that this isn't really a two-man race when it comes to Harris and ATN, but that Williams should be in that discussion. When you take a look at the offensive line, the top-ranked tackle, Liam Eichenberg, the offensive tackle from Notre Dame, he has been a popular choice, Amongst Bills fans, he is someone that um, Matthew Fairburn, in the latest mock draft for The Athletic, had the Bills addressing that position as an option to come in uh, and be that future starting right tackle in Buffalo. And then you've got Greg Newsom the second, the cornerback from Northwestern. And here's a guy that has really shot up a lot of boards as of late, um, didn't hear much from him early in the offseason. And all of a sudden, as guys further their evaluation, start to look at some different pieces. Um, here is someone that is really becoming that fringe first-round draft pick. Now, for me, if I am going to look at this and say, you know, right now for for what we know, what position I am going to take, I'm going to go ahead and draft Zavin Collins, the linebacker from Tulsa. And I say that because one, it is uh, a, a guy that can give you some multiple looks, right? I don't want to say he's a hybrid defender because that makes it sound like. He's a little bit more of a gadget player, but on early downs, he could be playing at outside linebacker next to Tremaine Edmonds on pass rushing downs. You can even line him up at defensive end, as I talked about before, maybe kick A.J. Epinesa inside and be effective there. Um, This is a guy, you know, because he played at a, you know, not a a major conference power, he played at Tulsa, um, might not get the respect that he deserves when it comes to some of these evaluations that are there. But when I look at Zayvon Collins and what he can be for the Buffalo Bills, 6'4", 260 pounds. Again, having some of that flexibility um, really with this, right? He can just do so many different things. And with that being said, I like him as an option in Buffalo. You still have A.J. Klein. There's still some other things you can do to give you maybe some additional athleticism at the outside linebacker position. But for right now, I'm going to go with Zayvon Collins at pick 30 for the Bills as we get started in the second round. Um, Right after that, Nick Bolton flying off the board to the Kansas City Chiefs at 31, and it was Kadarius Toney going at number 32 to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, As we take a look at things here, you know, again, additional names flying off the board, the few picks um, going right before Buffalo. Let's see, we had at number 60, it was a cornerback from Washington, Elijah Molden. We saw Alex Leatherwood go off the board at number 57, Uh, To the Rams, I was hoping that he might be someone that was still available. Uh, Kelvin Joseph, a guy I had an eye on, a cornerback from Kentucky. He went at number 54 to the Colts. So rather than focus on the guys that are not here, let's talk about the guys that are. Um, The highest ranked player right now on the board, number 46, according to the Draft Network, Creed Humphrey, interior offensive lineman from Oklahoma. Um, That is something I'm certainly going to revisit with you guys. Um, As we look at the offensive line, adding that depth, I think you can never have too much depth on the offensive line and pushing things as we can look at it and say, okay, what there's a guy that's played center. He can play guard. What is the future of Mitch Morris? John Feliciano is Cody Ford going to pan out. Um, I'm certainly intrigued there. So let's uh, let's keep that one in mind to uh, to certainly say the least. When you talk about edge defenders, you've got Carlos Basham Jr. from Wake Forest, um, certainly intriguing, a bigger-sized edge, a power rusher, uh, someone that I would I would be curious to take a look at. James Hudson, another one that is rising up boards. Um, he is ranked number 70, the offensive tackle for Cincinnati. Maybe uh, you know not a, a day one starter, but could be an eventual starter for the Bills at right tackle. And then when you look at the wide receiver position, you do have a few guys there. And Amari Rogers from Clemson, many fans are familiar with and obviously seeing seen Clemson and what they do each and every year. Dwayne Eskridge from Western Michigan is a guy that I've been intrigued by and in his speed and what he brings to the table as well. Um, I'll be very honest. This one, as soon as I saw Creed Humphrey's name there, I, I almost didn't feel like I even had to go through the other picks because here's a guy that to me, just could come in and, and again, probably be a, a starter from day one if that's what the Bills wanted to do, um, eventually be a starting center if they were to, again, part ways with Mitch Morris. I would say part ways with Mitch Morris after the 2021 season. Um, but I really look at this and Creed Humphrey, that type of player um, that fits in well with, with Sean McDermott and his culture and what he looks for on this team. Great football IQ. I am going to go with Creed Humphrey at pick 61, dancing all the way as I turn in that pick. So now we've addressed the offensive line. We've addressed the linebacker position, um, linebacker, even the opportunity to do some things at the edge with Zayvon Collins. So who's going to be that third round pick for Buffalo? You know, it's going to be interesting to see who is still on the board. And there will be some options. Guys that went um, just before Buffalo picking, right? You had Diane. Diami Brown, the wide receiver from North Carolina. Uh, I know Plenty of buzz, right? When you talk about third-round picks, who could be an option for Buffalo? Someone that stands out. Trill Williams, the cornerback from Syracuse. Uh, Again, I referenced Joe Marino before. That is a guy that he has been high on, I think could be an option for the Bills at this pick. Tyler Shelvin, the big defensive lineman from LSU. He went number 88 to the Lions. And at number 87, Michael Carter, the running back from North Carolina. Went to the Steelers. So now here we are. What are we looking for with the Bills? You have got Brevin Jordan, the tight end from Miami, sitting there at number 80. All right. Jackson Carmen, the offensive tackle from Clemson, right there at number 85 on the board. Um, Looking few a few few other names that stand out. You've got Kenneth Gainwell, um, the running back from Memphis. Quincy Roche, the edge defender from Miami. Another one truly... um, kind of standing out there. You know, when you look at this draft, right, you can you can say there are a lot of players within the top 100 that really stand out at this time. And I can imagine for many fans, they would be looking at Brevin Jordan right now and saying, yes, the team needs to make an upgrade at tight end. That is something that we want to see. Um, Dawson Knox has had some issues. He's struggled with drops. He struggled with his health in 2020. Um, I am not ready to throw in the towel on Dawson Knox just yet. Honestly, I'd like to see the team um, bring in a veteran at this time to you know maybe be a bit of a steady presence as, as things could go there. But I'm going to pass on Brevin Jordan because I'd like to see the Bills to continue to focus getting the ball to guys like Stephon Diggs and to Cole Beasley and to Gabriel Davis and hopefully you know John Brown back in some way, shape, or form, and even hitting those running backs out of the backfield. So you have a capable tight end in Dawson Knox. Um, I'd like to see him make that step, but I'm not going to force the need at tight end. Um, As much as I like Brevin Jordan, I think there's some other guys here that stand out to me uh, at this time. So I'll go through it. And let me just see what other interior defensive linemen there are there, if anyone stands out. Lee McNeil from NC State is another one. People really like him. It might feel like a bit of a reach Star Latule coming back. I'm, I'm curious to see what the Bills are going to do there. Um, to me, the guy that is going to stand out and going to be the pick right now is going to be Jackson Carmen, the offensive tackle from Clemson. And I like Carmen. I would be shocked if he is there in the third round, but for the sake of this exercise, he is, he is there. Um, he is someone he will have some some position flexibility he can start at guard before moving out to tackle six, 345 pounds, um, a powerful player, right? I mean, I am, I'm curious to see how he progresses. I have, you know, heard good things about him through the interview process. And again, I'm getting this from other podcasts, but I believe it was pro football focus that was really speaking glowingly around him. But, um, I would be curious to see what he can do. And I realize, right, you might be sitting there listening right now saying you already addressed the offensive line with Creed Murphy. You don't know what's going to happen with Williams and Feliciano. Why would you do that? But as I go through with this, right, Daryl Williams, not a sure thing to come back to Buffalo. Um, And I look at Carmen and the, the offensive line and protecting Josh Allen and solidifying the run game. And again, I'll say it, I say it every time. I'm not saying run more. I'm just saying run more effectively. And I think adding Carmen in addition to Humphrey really puts the Bills in a position that they're taking the right step there. So as I go through with this, right, my three picks, Zayvon Collins at number 30, he helps you fill the, the whole left at linebacker, but can give you some of that pass rush, especially on uh, on those third down opportunities. Uh, in the second round, Creed Humphrey, position flexibility, can play both guard positions, can eventually be a starting center. Um, we know there will continue to be changes along the offensive line over the next two seasons for the bills. So I like him there and Jackson Carmen. Um, I'm sure some of you will hate this pick as opposed to me going with Brevin Jordan and an offensive weapon. Um, but I am going to make the pick with Jackson Carmen at this time, because I think that is a guy that, uh, again, when you talk about a rookie contract and what the offensive line can look like, that is a, a Pick I like for the Buffalo Bills. Of course, not long after that at pick 96, I see the Patriots take Brevin Jordan. So I'm sure I will live to regret that one. So listen, I always appreciate you guys tuning in and checking out the podcast. Um, I do these mock drafts because they're fun, right? In many ways, until we get going with free agency. A lot of these will be a little bit more of a stab in the dark, but as we go through with it getting yourself more familiar with some of these names, some of the players that can be options out there. Zavin Collins, again, going at pick 32 the Bills in this mock has been a popular name in the mock draft community and someone that I'm keeping my eye on throughout this process to see how he looks at his pro day. And is he going to be the best option for the Bills at 30? Do they like someone like Nick Bolton better as a linebacker to potentially replace Matt Milano, or would they even look to go in a different position? I can already hear my friend Bruce Nolan screaming right now that I did not address the cornerback position. Maybe we'll get to that in one of our free agency podcasts that we'll do in the coming weeks. So thank you guys always for tuning in. Um, I'll chat with you all soon. Make sure you hit that subscribe button so you get all of our great shows. We got a new show at buffalorumblings.com, the Overreaction Sports Podcast with my man Joe Miller. Had his debut episode earlier this week. If you have not checked it out yet, I highly encourage you to do so. We're happy to have him at buffalorumblings.com joining all of our great shows here that you guys can tune into each and every day. So I'm gonna head out of here. Thanks again for listening. And as always, go Bills.